So anyway, that's why they call me Monado Boy! Are you Monado Boy, Jim? Nice to meet you, Monado! Monado Boy, I'm gonna eat you for my dinner. Oh, I'm a cockney rover. Prime time! Um, although Xenoblade Chronicles 2 now, so it's more like, I'm a scavenger! I'm some Game of Thrones sounding fucker! All uh, my friends are from Wales! <laughs> yeah. Wait a sec, Xenoblade is a JRPG and it's got like Jon Snow accents in it? It's got yeah, regional just... English and um, British so, accents this, in it. This, yeah. is, this has been the thing with all of the Xenoblade games. Uh, like the first Xenoblade was all like Cockney voices. It was a lot of yeah. human enemies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this time there's just like, there's a lot of Welsh people in Xenoblade oh. 2. Like, a lot of I, I'm really delighted by Welsh how many people Welsh people running I've around across. the valleys. Yeah. So, uh, There's one person who I'm convinced sounds like um, Vicky Blake, who I used to work with. Are they fucking tamping? So, so yeah, they've they brought that localization. I'm, I'm back. so sorry I'm, for that, Welsh listeners. Uh, I guess we'll get to talking about uh, Zandai Chronicles two in time, but for right now, let's get to introductions. Uh, Laura, hello. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm I'm here. I'm good. Uh, I had I had a little bit just before we recorded where my chest felt really tight for a few minutes. So I was like, this doesn't seem good. And then it went away. So I'm just going to ignore it because that's what we do with bodies. Just ignore them when like, if the thing goes away, it's fine. Look, like you'll know, you'll know there's a problem if you wake up in an ambulance. That's... Yeah. That's the sign that something is wrong. Yeah, like, That's your body telling you something's wrong. I, I breathe for a minute and everything's fine, so I'm just going to assume it's nothing. Yeah, not a not a problem. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, nothing to see here. Gavin, how Yo. on earth are you? I'm good. I'm good. Been very busy this week, twix, tweaking and fixing things for the the end of year album. Nice. And, uh, and, and uh, thanks thanks to the wonders of Patreon, I. Uh, I've been able to afford to get this one mastered properly this year by uh, Richard Dowling, who did Bowie and Sia and the Foo Fighters. And, and Jim, he mastered Cardiacs. <gasps> yeah. Wonderful. So that, that's who's remastering my album for the end of your release. Stop you got power. one of them fancy music boys. Yeah. Ooh. So thank, thank you, Patreon, for that. Your, your money is being well spent. <laughs> that's, br- that's brilliant. That is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Ow. Oh, everyone's you, dying today. Yeah, that was everyone's my, my, my dying. Karma for bragging. <laughs> <laughs> he humble bragged so hard he hurt himself. Yeah, and and that's that's why they tell the parable of the humble brag. You, I was about to say after they do school prayer, like, do they still do that in England? Do they still have? I, I guess they still have C of E schools like church. They probably schools. they probably do. Uh, my school never had prayers. My school's a bit weird in the in our assemblies we sang songs by the Beatles for some reason. I think our head teacher was just oh. like really into the Beatles. <laughs> so you were you were praying to the Church of Lennon and I, McCartney I was pl- and I was we had to sing proddy hymns. <laughs> I, 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 sang, I, was, I was a Catholic uh, <laughs> in a Protestant school and I had to sing all the proddy hymns. Uh, what, what's, make what's me the song? I am, love your peace. <laughs> I am the Eggman, I am the Eggman, I am the Walrus Cuckoo Cachoo is a thing that I sang at primary school. Um, a direct quote from Jesus himself, I believe. That oh, one. exactly. His many, many teachings of how he was a walrus and an Eggman. Well, in my mind, I'm, I'm you know... Hearing the the pro- the Protestant hymns interspersed with "I am the walrus now." Yeah, um, I am the walrus. You know what? I am a, I am a walrus. I am an egg being sang in churches. This is the future liberals want. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the political humor done. Um, yeah. like we got it out of the way early this week. That was a good one. Uh, record-breaking time. Um, I'm all about that. So, what else do we want to talk about? Should we talk uh, about that? Suppose Zeno you can talk Blade, about your, your Japanese game. That I, I, I think that's I think that's the only all thing right. that like me and Jim have played this week. Because like Gavin, Gavin just like hasn't really played anything yeah, this no. week. No, I was too busy um, interjecting and in wrestling matches to <laughs> play much. Um, that was my weekend. Was blowing starry glitter in the face of Jay Andrews <laughs> at Pro Wrestling Ego. And um, then getting into a, an altercation with a child <laughs> who said something about my mother. I um, saw that. Because <laughs> I was a proper heel 
at a, a wrestling show. That was cool. I thought um, your com- comeback was was pretty well done. It was it was good because yeah. it was true. So yeah. that that worked. Um, people really liked when when she yelled "shut up" and I yelled "no, you shut up." Um, apparently, people really. It wasn't the best comeback in the world, but it was my Some, first time. Hey, you're, you know, you're arguing with you a child. You got to get childish, you know. Sometimes yeah. you just need an oldie but a goodie. It was effective. That was it. Simple but effective. Straight mm. for the jugular. Um, setting it up for what is now, even though the promo said February, because that's what it was, they've now got a date at January 20th. <gasps> so until anything else changes um, at the Jackson Hideaway, uh, or the Hideaway in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, January 20th, Stardust is coming to Pro Wrestling Ego um, for to see if there are winners and challengers about the place. Nice. So, so we'll see what happens there. They're, they're nice. saying I interfered in their match, which is bullshit, fake news, clickbait. Nah, you interfere, you're shoving yourself into the wrestling gym. Be careful, Jim, you might might get a chair to the back. He had, yeah, I could take a chair to the back from any of them, they don't look that tough. I could, uh, I could, look, at the end of the day, I blew some starry glitter, which was just a demonstration of what Stardust is bringing to the table, um, I introduced the Stirburst, which is a popular new wrestling move that all the kids are going to start doing. And Jay Andrews' careless wrestling got in the way of it. And most of the wrestling was his face. So it's not my fault, Your Honor. No court in the land could convict me. Um, so that's that. So the point is, is that I'm in local wrestling now over what started as a joke about WWE copyright claiming my videos and it is all for real and so that's that and now we can talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I have tooted my own horn (laughs) now it's your turn uh... to bash your knee off your desk yeah let me just get that dealt with Uh, (laughs) Uh, how how are you getting on with, with Xenoblade so far how far are you into it Jim um, I'm still running around Mortigan Town. <laughs> um, okay, so you're the, in the first you're... major city you get to. Yeah, the first major city after you've done like the tutorial stuff. Yeah, yeah, like 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 four hours after t- four hours of tutorials. Uh, I'm I'm now running around. Most of my time is spent trying to get to where the useless fucking quest markers are telling me to go. Um, (laughs) Getting around that map isn't great. And their little skip travel system with the associated map isn't great. Um, I'm I'm really struggling with navigating it. The rest of it, I'm enjoying a fair bit. The combat Hmm. is... The combat feels not quite as fast-paced or involved, uh, but, but I've got time to see that grow, as it was in uh, the first Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, but it's okay, and I'm liking the story somewhat. Um, still got to see where it goes. And yeah. I, 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 I like the characters. The characters feel more diversified in their personalities than they did in Xenoblade Chronicles, where everyone was sort of flat like Shulk had such a flat tone that that I I just got no emotional response from yeah. him, and that was true of several characters. Here, everyone feels a bit more expressive. I, my, I my like... kid feels very differently. He he's taking any opportunity to shit all over everything he's seeing of, <laughs> of me playing it. He's like. He, he wanted to hate it from the start. It, and it is a really he's... easy game to shit on if you're looking yeah. to. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I feel that way, but I think if you wanted to, to shit nip, on it, there's, there's a lot, lot you could mock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm not terribly far in either. Um, I've been playing it just in my own time, not as a work thing. I picked it up when it came out and... Uh, I, I have a couple of thoughts on, on that game so far. Like, I, I want to just say, out the door... I think its opening is terribly designed. Um, yes. That that, that game opens with, let's say, 45 minutes to an hour of 
go and do busy work in this town that's basically just one big shopping town. And it's 45 minutes to an hour of take four or five steps, here's another text box telling you a piece of tutorial, go do exactly yeah. what you're told. It, oh, no, you it can't was... talk to anyone else right now. Go do the thing. Well, it's yeah, not it's a extra... great way to start that game. It's extra frustrating because all of the shops and everything have their icons open and could be interacted with. So you're for the first hour or so you're teased with the idea that you can actually do stuff, but yeah. you can't. And 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 it just keeps saying, "Better not waste time right now." And it says, "You're wasting my time by making me think yeah. I can do stuff." I I think as soon as you get through like what is very definitively like this is the tutorial. When you get through that, the game picks up considerably and ends up a much better experience. Like yes. so far, I'm really loving the. Uh, the characters, I really like the sort of overall, the overall plot, even if it is a little simplistic, because like at its core, at least like, you know, from the beginning, the plot seems to be humanity was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden's up on top of that tree. Can we get up the tree and go see the Garden of Eden? That that seems like it'd be good. Like, it's a kind of simple plot if you boil it down, but I'm liking yeah. how it's presented. Uh, I like the sort of environmental lore they tell uh the cutscenes pr pretty pretty well directed cutscenes i've been enjoying those and i feel the same way about the combat as i always feel about xenoblade combat which is that as it progresses there is a lot of depth to that combat system um there's so many systems attached to yeah. everything it's a it's a game of systems yeah well i'll get to that in a sec yeah. but like from where you're currently at jim i'm you know maybe an hour or two past there and what mm. i'll say about it is you definitely start to unlock more systems a, a little after where you're at that will definitely yeah. start to help like once uh, you can, can have can you tell me one thing quickly yeah like the game tutorialized me so much, but it didn't seem to tell me how, like, that I've got one art that is down on my list of arts that I can't equip or use, and I don't know how to swap arts, because the customization I... menu only tells me how to strengthen them, and I can't swap them. If you go into the menu where you can, where you can strengthen them... Hover over that one down the bottom and then look at the bottom of the screen and there will be a thing that says which button you have to press on the controller to swap. Oh, i got to stay on the bottom one and it'll tell... Okay. Yeah, there is there is an that. icon on the screen that will tell you which one to swap I think if there was something with, but... I was missing. Um, yeah. But I was... It... I, I couldn't... I had no patience to... Yeah. Bothering. I was just so, going to ask you when I saw you. That's all right. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'll look it up in a second. Like when I stop talking, I'll boot up my switch and have a look. Um, is it's right next to me? But like for anyone who's not played a Xenoblade game, the way they do combat is different to a lot of JRPGs in that it's not invisible random battles that just pop up on you. All of the stuff is like in the world around you, and if you get close to it, you fight it. It's very MMO. And, yeah. Yeah. Rather than being turn based, it's. It's a lot more like an MMO in that, like, it's all cooldown timers and based on your positioning. Like, the big thing is certain attacks will do more damage or will inflict special effects if you are behind the enemy or to the side of the enemy or attack them from the front. And it's basically set up a bunch of abilities on cooldown timers, get into position, do the attack. Um, on top of that, this one has several systems layered on top of that, like... Every time you successfully pull off a special attack, it'll build up a meter, and it's how how long do you wait building up that meter? Do you, like up to like level four or five, where it's it'll do more damage, but you won't get as many chances to use it. Uh, you can chain those level upable special abilities along with other characters' abilities, but yours have to be one level higher than theirs to combo them. You can switch out which companion blade you're using during battle to, like, switch up your moveset mid-fight. Once you get to grips with what's going on, there is a huge amount of depth to it. The problem is it can be a bit overwhelming trying to take on board all I mean, of these systems it throws at you. The, to, to demonstrate, like, just you listing the things that you can do and that open up, like halfway through the list in my brain it's it just starts going just because i 
I can't handle hearing all of the different stuffness that is in the game. Well, the, the thing is, is honestly, you don't have to worry too much about that stuff. Like, being honest, like, being someone who's played all of the Xenoblade games so far and is a few, like, you know, getting a few hours into this one, you can get by through a good chunk of, of a Xenoblade game just doing the attacks and kind of working it out as you go. Yeah. And by I the time, if, if anything, yeah. sorry to to cut no, you no, out. No, no, go on, say, go on. I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost demonstrating my problem with the opening of Xenoblade. Is it interrupts constantly with those tutorials <laughs> that I feel may actually do more harm than good because they do overwhelm you with information and keep saying yeah. things like, you know, oh, but we haven't talked about hoopadoopadoopadoop about uh, mm. blades and parts and yeah. the be- effects the, yet, but the we'll get to those to do- later. And I'm like, don't tell me about them now. Like, tell me about them later or, or just introduce them in combat. You know, I learn by doing, yeah. but the it, best- it just... Oh. The best way to do tutorials is to slowly introduce things and have you do them the second they're they're explained to you. You, yeah. you either like, freeze the combat and say this is what you do and let you get each piece at once. And you know who does yeah. the absolute worst tutorials that way is Rockstar. Those little black yeah. boxes that pop up as you're being chased by like 50 cops. I remember in Red Dead Redemption, the the tutorial for the gunslinging fights came up as you were in the middle of one of them. So I missed that, it and never for the entire game knew how yeah. to do the gunslinging. That's kind of the problem with Xenoblade is that it does a bit of that where it will, while you're in the middle of combat, throw up a text box to tell yeah. you about like, hey, we, we've added this thing to what you can do to do it. Um, but I think like by a lot of these systems aren't necessary until a lot later in the game and it gives you Mm. a lot of time to just experiment and mess around and work it out before it increases the difficulty to a point where you really need to understand that stuff yeah well again well you know one of the reasons why i think the the overload of tutorial boxes is detrimental is that it is fairly intuitive a lot of the stuff like when you look at the meters you get prompts you know everything is is laid out on screen with the button prompts you know yeah. what to do and when to do them um so the game doesn't need so much over explanation it makes it more complicated than it, it needs exactly to be. like you could probably just jump into a fight and be like okay my user interface has two diamonds one on the right one on the left that's probably the d-pad and the face buttons if i want to use one of those things that like the 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 countdown timer's finished on probably press the button that's in the same place yeah like, like you could it, work that out you know it's it, it goes one step further than i see a lot of rpgs do where not only does it tell you right on screen the name of the special attack you want to use but you know a very quick summary right there on screen of what it does so it's like oh i if you forget which one brings out a potion if you need healing it'll say onto the move what it does so you've got everything you need um so yeah like there's just the constant uh, stoppages for tutorials again uh, just puts the magic roundabout theme in my head <laughs> when i should be learning how to actually play the game jim i looked that question up for you if you want to swap one of your arts in like that's not currently active into your roster go down to the one that you don't have equipped right now press x and it'll highlight it yellow and then you can press x again on another one to like swap it Gotcha. So gotcha. literally, just it's just the X button. It'll swap it with one of the ones you have equipped right now. Perfect. Thank hey, you. That's all right. It, as it says at the bottom of the screen, X to swap. Yes, I missed that one. Um, uh, I, 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 I yeah. wasn't paying attention. Sometimes it's, I don't pay attention to things. Yeah, it's there. But like, yeah, it's it's obtuse, and like, it, it's a game I find hard. I think that was the problem. Is yeah, that I, like. I, I was given so many tutorials that Where I was Where was then, your tutorial on how to swap arts? Why didn't it tell me how to do this? And I could have sworn I looked down there and I didn't see it say swap. But who knows? Because sometimes I'm playing on the little screen, which is... Yeah. I, I find it not as recommended to play this one portable as much I as I like I've, to play RPGs portable. I've been playing Just, all of it portable so far. Like, I've not put yeah. this game on my TV yet. I've just found, like, just... There's, it feels so so densely packed with information and stuff that it's 
I want to play it portable because that would ideally be how I would like to play an, uh, an RPG. Um, but I'm enjoying it a bit more on the TV just because I get mm. a better overview of, of the screen. Plus, I, I, I do like um, the soundtrack coming out on my speakers because it does have very nice music. Oh, it's, a, it has... it's not quite Xenoblade. Um, I think, what was the name of the last Xenoblade one? Xenoblade X. Xenoblade X. Um, yeah. yeah, that soundtrack was just amazing. Uh, m- very hard to top, but this one is catchy for sure. The more you get into two, the better the soundtrack is getting. Does uh, X have um, a symbolic significance in Japan? I see it used a lot in games, and I know there's a really popular band called X over there. Does it mean something in particular, do you know? Uh it's sometimes used as like cross to be like something cross something else. Like if you're combining things, oh, like okay. that's the only significance I can think of. Like it sometimes stands in for that, but I don't yeah. honestly know. That, I, like it, it seems to get used I in context where I don't ent- entirely understand why. I think it's an allusion to the GI, no, the Action Man nemesis, Doctor X who in Japan is uh, hated uh, as a symbol of, of hatred and <laughs> an ecological disaster, which was a lot of Dr. X's stuff. So it's sort of a, it's just a, a bad sort of sign. It's like, you know, X, like Xenoblade X, like some shit's going to go down because it reminds you of Dr. X uh, from Action Man. I, I I somewhat suspect Jim's being a bit jokey there. Um, I I honestly don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about and will have forgotten all of that yeah. ten minutes from but, now. Yeah, like my, my general feeling on Xenoblade so far is like it's it is really obtuse in the beginning and that's gonna make it hard for me to recommend to people without like some serious caveats of like, mm, it's opening forty five minutes to an hour is rough and even though it improves after that, it's still rough for a little while, but I really like the core stuff going on. I really like the depth to the combat mechanics. I like the story and the presentation. I just wish the point where I'm at, like what, probably five hours in, I wish I'd gotten to there a bit faster. Yeah. I mean, that's a a big problem with a lot of uh, Japanese RPGs, especially as they, they take build to a whole new level. It, um, it very is, few however, of them like immediately start. Yeah, it is so lovely though to be able to play like that gorgeous of a big sprawling open JRPG on a handheld. Like I've been playing that on like train journeys and commutes and things this this last week or so. Mm-hmm. It's there's been something really nice of just like. This feels like a proper 3D RPG on a handheld. Ooh, this is nice. Yeah, I mean that there's as as a big fan of portable stuff, like I'm the Switch really is delivering on that kind of stuff. Like I, I was saying that about having Skyrim on it, despite my complaints about Skyrim uh, earlier this week on the Jimquisition. Um You know, even though I, I say about you know, I'm preferring playing it on the TV. The moments where I have been playing it portable, it's still something to marvel at. Um, playing really good, expansive games in a handheld situation is a novelty that never wears thin for me. Like, it never has, no matter... and no, Every time the technology has evolved, I've always been uh, astounded and giddy at it. Yeah, so that's. I don't think there's anything else I can say about Xenoblade right now. Like, I've I've not played enough of it to know if it, you know, yeah. sticks the landing the whole way through. But I'm glad I'm playing it, and like, I keep having the urge to like put off other things to play more of it because I I just kind of wish I was playing it. And I'm like that. That's a good sign that right now I want to be playing more of it. Like, no matter what I'm doing, I'm just like well, I could just play more of it though. I could just yeah. play a bit more. See, I'm not quite at that stage. I'm at a stage where it's, I'm sort of give and take. Like, I'm, I'm going to do impressions of it when, when I'm deeper into it. Um, but right now I'm in no rush and I'm not... It's not like I'm urging to wrap up here quickly so I can get back to it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 
if anything, I've got my SmackDown to catch up on, which, oh my Christ, Woken Matt Hardy on Monday Night Raw was the best thing I've ever seen. I've just got to say it right now, but continue, sorry. No, I think I think that's everything I had to say on that. So, uh, all the stuff we 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 got this this week. Uh, we got a couple of bits of news. We've not really done news on this podcast in like a few weeks. We we had some things that like are kind of interesting. Uh, we got the announcement that Mega Man Eleven is happening, and there's no easy. There's no there's no clearer way to put this. It's ba- it basically looks like Mighty Number no. Nine if the art style was a bit less shit looking. <laughs> like it, it's it's like better than nothing. Yeah, it's what if we made Mighty Number no. Nine, but we didn't have to make everything look quite not quite like Mega Man. What if Feels we could, What if we're cruel. just allowed to make it look like Mega Man in that art style? That honestly feels like a cruel joke. Like someone at Capcom is vindictive. Yeah, it it does look so much like it's like, hey, let's let's make Mighty Number no. Nine, but actually Mega Man. Yeah, this is for showing us up at that PAX announcement all those years ago, you hacks. That's yeah, what someone thought. <laughs> so, like, alongside this, we got like uh, apparently make all the Mega Man X games are getting ports. Uh, the Switch is getting like every Mega Man game in some collections, which is nice. Uh, no idea if this Mega Man 11 will be any good, but I can't imagine them doing a worse job at 3D character <laughs> model Mega Man than Mighty Number no. 9 did, because I did not get on well with that game. No, it was, it was a horrid game. No one... There were a few defenders, but, like, not many. Yeah. I, uh... It, I, it made my list of the shittiest games of that year. Um... Not just because it was a disappointment in of such a magnitude, which would qualify it for my definition of shittiest, but I also found it on top of that unbearable to play. It's a reason why I paid Laura to do it for me because I I no I could not do it. It's one of those That's games true. that That's had true I friendship. Yes, <laughs> had I quit reviews sooner this that would have been another one of those where i'd been playing it and thought thank fuck i don't have to do like a job here i don't have to play this and score it or do anything with it i can just pretend it never happened or i can do a quick video and say i don't like it and don't want to play it now yeah uh oh the news we got uh let me pull up the news thing oh Okay, so this one's kind of interesting, even if it's not going to really make any effect for us here in in England and America, but it's just, like, it's interesting nonetheless. Nintendo Wii games are officially coming to the NVIDIA Shield. Dot, 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 in China. Oh, yeah, I heard vaguely about that. Yeah, so... To make a long story short, Nintendo has never really sold their consoles in China as a as a market. Um, there's a bunch of manufacturing things about selling their hardware in China that they've just never really gotten around. Mm-hmm. They they seem to be trying to make a push to at some point in the near future sell the Wii, uh, not the Wii, to sell the Switch in China. Uh, they partnered up with Tencent, who are a big Chinese. Um, MOBA developer to bring some games over there. Like, they've been making a push towards China. Like, they've done Chinese language patches for a bunch of games. But part of their push to get Nintendo to, like, have a presence in China is the NVIDIA Shield, at least in China, is going to have access to, I think at launch, it's three or four uh, Wii games. Punch Out, New Super Mario Brothers, Mario Galaxy, and uh, Twilight Princess none of which have ever been released in China officially. Hmm. But what's kind of interesting is, A, the NVIDIA Shield is an Android device, so this is Android ports of, like, HD Nintendo console games. And B, these ports are upscaled to 1080p. (laughs) They're running at 1080p without waggle controls. And the thought here is, like... 
could this be gearing up to like maybe could we see these same ports on the Switch because they yeah, are the immediate thought is yeah. please sir can I have some more well it it seems like a bit of a like a jump but the Nvidia Shield and the Switch are both based on the same like Tegra chipset that Nvidia make. Uh, it is HD ports to a handheld that you can play without using motion controls in a handheld format. It would seem like a real no-brainer to not just also make these ports happen for Switch. There are a couple of Wii games I'd get again if if they were on the Switch. I mean, what, what ones would you get again enough... if they were on Switch? I can't remember any of them. Um, I'd, I'd get Twilight Princess again. I like Twilight Princess. I um, I I would probably get that actually. I, I I played it a couple of years ago when the uh, the port came to Wii U, but I'd I'd play it again. Yeah, you give me a uh, give me a Galaxy Two pack. Yeah, I'd be uh, in on that. That Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection. I play yes. that again. Get yes. get me them three Metroid Prime games again. Um, man, I, there were there were a good couple games on the way. I can't remember all of them now. I, I, I can only ever remember the shovelware now. Like, um, and localized Captain Rainbow. I never played it, and I always wanted to. It it could be a pile of shit for all I know, but the the ones that are jumping to my mind, I quite enjoyed. Like, I quite enjoyed the Wii version of WarioWare. I thought that was quite fun and silly. Was that Smooth Moves? I think it was. Yeah, I remember playing Smooth Moves. That hold, was that was a good laugh. Hold the controller to your nose like it's a trunk. Yeah, and other weird things. Stupid, but but I played it alone in a dingy room, so I was okay. <laughs> so I didn't feel bad, even though I should. So did I. I played it alone in a dingy room. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, now I play now I play these games alone in better lit rooms. Yeah, so and occasionally, like, you, you put video footage of it on the internet and you're like, oh, I did my work today. Yeah, so, uh, so that's all right. Yeah. Other bits of news we got. There's yeah. a spin-off Portal game coming, uh, yes. like, this month. Yeah, people oh, yeah. are angry. Uh, people, have very, people have very mixed opinions on it. Yes, it's official. So oh. um, it's called Bridge Constructor Portal, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh and long story short, it's it's coming to phones, PC, consoles, Switch, all that stuff. <laughs> and it's basically about, like, make a bunch of puzzle... There's these weird cardboard cutout people riding, riding vehicles in the Aperture Labs. You've basically got to Lemming-style get them to an exit by building bridges that shoot people into portals. They come out of portals, land on bridges... You know, get get them to the yeah. exit. It's it's a puzzle game that's definitely like mechanically separate from Portal, other than oh, it's got portals. They can serve momen- what, uh, momentum. What's it called, Laura? Bridge Constructor Portal, I think it's called. Uh, it's coming to phones and PC in like a week and a half, and it's coming to consoles and Switch and stuff oh like sometime next year. How, how long has it been since Valve put out a game? A long time. Uh, they they yeah. didn't even develop this get. one. Valve have like outsourced this to I think the people who made Terraria. Yeah, well, well, Valve's Valve's got money to make. It's it's not going to waste money making games. Yeah, um, so it'll license it out. And, I, uh, if there's, I, it's just so disappointing because if there's one company who can bloody afford to, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. I'm so over the disappointment. At this point, Half-Life 3 would be the disappointment. At this point, it can't live up to anything. At this point, I don't give a fuck. It's like, just let other people make Left 4 Dead games and Portal spin-offs if they want. Um, it, it, I, I, I got nothing left for it. I, I, I gave a huge shit about concluding Half-Life um, many years ago. I'm over it now. I'm I, so over it. I've never been the person who cares about a Half-Life continuation, but I would love like a proper Portal 3. Like I would love a, another proper Portal game. Um I will accept this because it has GLaDOS's voice actor back and if nothing else like even if it's not what I necessarily want, 
it's a puzzle game using that portal mecha- a set of portal mechanics with some probably amusing GLaDOS voice lines. And that'll be enough for me to probably get some enjoyment out of this. Mm. Even if it is like, ah, new portal game! Mm, oh, okay. <laughs> Which is a little, seems to have been people's reaction was like, excitement that very quickly tapered off, I think, was the internet's response to it today. Well, the fact yeah. that I didn't even know it existed. I didn't see it yeah. on my Twitter feed at all, so... That that should say something, shouldn't it? Uh, we're getting... Valve doesn't give a fuck. And, yeah. and it's like, I don't... I, I don't give a fuck that Valve doesn't give a fuck anymore. Because they've... I mean, they don't even give a fuck about the shit that happens on Steam, let alone making actual games. It's, Valve's apathy has spread to me to the point where I don't... I... I just don't expect anything from them mm. and so any any news like this where it's like a portal spin-off game has come out i'm not angrily saying where's my half-life 3 i'm just it i wouldn't expect valve to do anything else yeah and that's that's not to write it off and, and or anything and that's not to say people you know shouldn't be antsy about concluding Half-Life, which they have not officially cancelled. I mean, they really ought to if they're not going to. Yeah, like, it's per, this per, perhaps shit I'm get an, off the pot thing. Perhaps I'm an idealistic, naive fool, but I, I have to say I, I would be excited to see Valve make more portals and, and, and I would, I, you know, and Half-Life. <laughs> I mean, so would I. So would I. It's just I'm not... I, I've given up waiting for just, them to do anything. It sucks so much because they hinted at. I mean, it, Portal Two had hints as to Half Life Three. You know, it, it just yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, here's <sighs> the thing: like, it, it's it's almost as if Valve, because they do it sometimes. Like they make little cheeky nods to it, mm-hmm. and again, it's gotten to this point where it's where I, I talked about. Um, where Molyneux gets written off as a cheeky scamp or Bethesda gets written off for its wacky glitches when they break parts of the whole fucking game. It's like Valve trying to do it with Half-Life 3 now and it's like, no, no, like at this point it's just really stupid Mm -hmm. that you're saying it's still in development while saying nothing else about it. It really has been, a, it's years past put up or shut up. And so here, at this point, I just want them to shut up. Here's the thing that I wonder about. It's like, Gabe Newell is obviously at this point someone who's just not cons- more concerned with his cash than his legacy, which is really disappointing. Because he he must know that the one thing everyone wants from him is that one thing. Well, you say that, like, there is a certain amount to be said for, like, the overwhelming pressure of being in a position where, like, every game you put out was critically acclaimed, and if you stop putting games out now, your legacy will always be that every game you put out was fantastic, yeah, and every that, game that... you put out to a certain degree risks being like, oh, that's why you stopped. But Valve's well, legacy think... now is going to be forever the company that... that didn't finish their stories it's, it's gonna be they, they are the company who made all these amazing things and it's so sad that we never got more from them it's the tragic story of you know we, we lost them too young we you know we should have had more more of these amazing things from them they were just in their stride i see i don't even i i don't get that off them anymore i think I, and maybe it's just a matter of perspective because of how i've dealt with valve over the 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 years now um but to me now they the memory of them as a game developer is so long past mm. um i see only i see only them as the algorithm relying self-confident tech company that still thinks it's a quirky little business when it's trying to run a giant storefront mm. and is in my opinion, doing a not good job of it in the fucking slightest. And I know I'm not the only one with that view of, of Valve now. And I feel like they've taken so long with this Half-Life situation, there's no winning. There's The chances of them putting something out that could live up to the hype are fucking difficult. 
Uh, if they just officially cancel it now, it'll be Jesus. Por- Portal Two. Disappointing. Portal Two was six years ago. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, six years ago, and and at, at this point, I mean, we've had ten thousand releases of Skyrim since then. Uh, it's it's weird. Like, just to, make, those just to new, put it um, in Skyrim years. Those new downloadable um, covers for the Switch Skyrim are very sexy. The box art. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I didn't know this. What what what's the Actually, deal? They're just these lovely, just like, arty um, new box arts for Skyrim for, like, PS4 and Switch versions for the VR. Oh, yeah, that or, that uh, literally just popped up on my Twitter feed while you were talking they, about it. They look that so much nice. nicer than the actual uh, artwork. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, got here, a kind Here's of a bit of news. Makes it almost look like an indie game. Laura. With this... Uh, what, what news have you found, Gab? Pubagur. Pubagur. Tw- 24 million copies. That's unsurprising, considering yeah. like that's a pissload of PUBG. It, considering yeah. it's like the most concurrently played game on Steam ever, mm. that doesn't surprise me. Um, Why yeah. can't I get into the games that are super famous and then have a channel that is devoted to that super famous game, so I get Jim, millions and millions of views, I feel and then exactly, I can just go. Ah! I feel exactly the same way. I felt that way about like. League of Legends and yep. PUBG and about all these Five Nights at Freddy's things and like yep, I just seem yep. to and, and Undertale I just seem to miss out on all the really I'm like big ones <laughs> constantly on the outskirts of of the the the, the mainstream dem- demographic I guess yeah. like just constantly like why why can't why didn't I discover PUBG? Why isn't that my Minecraft? I, I, like, it is or, interesting or like, that so... Lion with his Isaac. Like, that's... where's my fucking... Where's my Isaac? Where's it... my Minecraft? Where's my PUBG? It's interesting that so few of those games with those massive fan bases are from the AAA industry. Like, there's maybe The Witcher and I suppose mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed to a certain level would have a very big following like that, but I'm, I can't well, really think of many other ones. With survival evolved and rust as well mm-hmm. um we get a lot of these games uh and again in an industry where the mainstream portion of the industry or, or should i say the big budget portion of the industry says you know oh people only want high fidelity graphics and more and more visuals and shit and it's like all these crummy looking indie games mm-hmm. um that are working with what they've got and turn crummy into you know their own art style uh, as best they can, yeah. um, and 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 take off. I mean, hell, like like Pubka uses some store bought assets, but use them in a way that made sense in the game, and mm. and and it doesn't look like a good game visually. It is not impressive in the fucking least. But people didn't give a shit because the game was fun, mm. and I- for some reason. Other people whose jobs it is are ostensibly to publish and, and produce video games haven't worked that out. I, I don't know why. It's 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 a weird one. Like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is one of those things I've had to like because I'm currently like doing news as something that, that I do for work, I've had to like learn enough about about Pubka to be able to write about it and yeah. like I've, I've played some of it in the last couple of months and I have really enjoyed what I've played I totally see the appeal so, but like I I'm in a weird position where I don't play it regularly but I do know that the desert map finally got revealed officially today after weeks of data mining leaks of it and it basically looks the exact same as the data mining leaks suggested it would there's a big town on the desert map called Los Leones which has a bunch of cranes in it that you can get a good sniping position from and i know that about pubga because oh. I, ha- I had to i had to, I had to learn about pubga because i had to write about it today <laughs> so that's that is what i remember from writing about the desert map in pubga today oh it's called miramar see i know about miramar. its loot boxes because i i am the loot box lootist <laughs> i am the loot box lootist Hear me sing my song, huzzah! Um, I'm gonna turn that what into was that something. other one as well? There's, there's something in that. There's, there's another one that's absolutely massive that I tried a couple of months ago. Fast Destiny was the best way I could describe it. Fast Destiny. Faster Destiny. What was that one called? 
It's good. Um, it's the one where you have all the different robot outfits on you, and 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 it's like a loot grind, but it's it's um what the fuck is it called? I don't um, know. Like, fucking, like I said, I don't know what's popular with the kids. That's why I like no children watch me, and it's why I have so few subscribers, and I'm not that famous, and it's why you only ever hear complaints about Warframe. Me you ever That's actually hear about of. me. Oh, Warframe. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's another one that I've, you know, I've played it a bit, but it never became something I got fully into and could, you know, turn into a YouTube cash cow like everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where are our dividends, Gav? I know. Where's War- the, Warframe, where's the dividends? Warframe has 19 million players. That's Unbelievable. kind of crazy to try and wrap your head it's, around that number. Yeah. I mean, it... it and again, they are a company that are widely praised for not going overboard with their microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, they're not, you know, going over, out of their way to take advantage of and exploit people. A lot of people are paying because they want to mm-hmm. uh, and, and want to support the system and are having a good time already rather than feel, you know, outclassed and pressured. Speaking and, of... And that's the way to fucking do it. And they're, they're 19 million players, and clearly they're making enough money to keep themselves going. So Speaking you answer that and stay fashionable, fucking people that tell me, oh, we, they need to do all this shit, Mr. Fucking EA won't miss anything from its bottom line. Sorry. Sorry, Cav. Please continue. Speaking of the Destiny... Uh first DLC came out today and from what I haven't played it from what I've heard it doesn't really fix the end game which is, is this disappointing. Really? Is this the Osiris something about yeah. Osiris one? They did they they shot. said it was gonna tweak the end game rewards and stuff, but from what I'm hearing it doesn't. Which is disappointing because well, I wanna to... keep playing Destiny. They 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 give them Give them credit. They had to take some time out to stop the game from lying to you about how much XP you were running. Oh, no, the game's... Well, the, the game was lying to you, but also Bungie it were was. lying to you about it lying to you. They're all lying. Like, it's all fucking bollocks. Uh, so, and there's another thing that's bollocks that's annoyed me this week, and it's a stupid thing that I got annoyed about, but it annoys me. Mm. Uh, they announced there's going to be a Mario cereal in America, which is fine. You're not going to get it in England, and that's fine. I can't have my can't have my Mario cereal. But there's a reason this annoys me. The box for the cereal is an amiibo. There's an amiibo now I can't get in England because the only way to get it is to get a box of American cereal. Oh god, what? Laura, what I'm sure you will in? find someone who can. Uh... I could. I P.O. could box send that you one. Yeah, like I could send you one. Yeah, I mean, it's just like there's just like an amiibo that like oh oh no you can't you, you you're not able to get to America and get cereal. No, no fucking amiibo for you, my friend. Uh, it annoyed me more than it should. This like I can't go and buy Mario cereal because the box is an amiibo. God, amiibo are weird. Amiibo like, are I still fucking don't... weird. People are trying to like tell me that I am overlooking them as potential loot boxes and things. It's like, there is still a difference to me, but it's it's the, it's weird. The, the difference is is that they come with physical products that, like, I I bought the Mario and the Bowser, like, wedding outfit amiibos for, for Odyssey only because you can make them hold hands and it makes me chuckle when I see them holding hands. Um... <laughs> So, like, you know, there is value outside of the digital content that they would unlock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I have I did a video a while ago, like, discussing why I thought they were different from Just Glorified DLC. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to do an updated argument for it. Um, but, no, I don't consider them loot boxes, is the short yeah. answer for people who will inevitably bring it up a little bit later this month. Yeah, like, if I use an... Like... If I use an amiibo in, say, Breath of the Wild to try and unlock an outfit thing, I can... Like, I, I purchase the figure and I then have the figure and that's mine. And I can try and unlock stuff with it on a daily basis and I don't have to pay an additional fee each time I try to unlock the randomly unlockable thing that it unlocks. It, it does feel inherently different. 
Uh, so yeah, anything else we want to talk about this week? While we're here? Uh, I think last there is. No, again, it's like it's lean pickings because there's there's really not a lot going on in the industry as it wraps up, and a lot of it is still the same stuff. Um, a I'm lot just, of it, I'm, I'm just like, staring longingly at um, pictures of shredded wheat here now. <laughs> I googled Mario oh, cereal and then I was like, "What's my favorite cereal?" And now, now I'm looking longingly at shredded wheats. You, you I want, haven't eaten shredded wheat in years because I don't think they have it here. You want to know my favorite cereal? What are they um, going to call the Mario pebble? cereal? What can they call it? I'm pretty sure it's just Lu- called Super Mario Lu- cereal. Luigi Pebbles. <laughs> my my favorite cereal to have still is two Weetabix with some yeah. hot milk. And sugar, and you mix it all together. Just barely enough sugar to like, uh, barely enough milk to like, soften everything. You mix it all in together, and it just becomes like a thick carbohydrate, sugary, warm Ew. goop, and it's oh, delicious. No, I, I can't handle sugar in the morning. <laughs> I stop. Uh, I like raisin bran. That that that's what I eat almost exclusively as a cereal now. I'll do raisin <laughs> bran, no sugar on it, just the raisins and the bran. The bran flakes. With milk, of course. I'm not going to eat it dry. That would just slice my mouth to ribbons. I'm not some sort of scary person who would eat raisin bran on a bus and yell at the children with my bloody bran mouth. They should make the Mario cereal the same as, like, all bran, because that would tie in with the theme of Mario being a plumber. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I see, because of the shit. Because of the big poops you do after all bran. Shit from the bran. Yeah. Uh, I, I did play one other thing this week I'm just remembering like I almost oh so did I yeah sorry you, you first I'll get my right. thing out of the way nice and Corn quick like, I, I almost had my moment of saying fuck you to Pokemon Go this week oh I, no I it's probably I, I, I you know I came back from the brink but like it almost happened. Um, so to make a long story short uh, Pokemon Go has been over the last like However, since the summer, I think since like somewhere in August, they have been cycling through raid battles where every month, for one month, here's a new legendary Pokemon, get a group of people together, try and catch it. You might have to do it a few times, try and get it as a physical group. And a month has been a perfect amount of time for me that like I've always felt able to get the raid battle done, not stress about time, even if I've got other stuff going on, it's fine. And they recently put up a raid battle for Ho-Oh, which is uh, one of the Gen 2 legendaries. And they only put it up for... Big Bird, is yeah, it? Yeah, Big Firebird. And they only put it yeah. up for two weeks rather than a month. And the problem was, I am travelling both weekends that oh, this no. raid is available. Like, just two weekends in a row I happen to be uh, away travelling... So Ho-Ho is becoming more of a Ho-No. So, yeah, so I was like, okay, if I'm going to catch this, I'm going to have to do evenings after work. And, like, I did three or four evenings in a row and hadn't managed to catch one. And I was starting to get really anxious about it because I was like, oh, I don't have, like, I can't just go out on a big long walk on the weekend because I'm not here for two weekends. I genuinely might miss this and I might I know if if I get to a point where like a legendary comes and goes and I didn't catch it and there is no like promised word of like when it will be back and I'll have another chance to catch it I will probably go fuck you to Pokemon Go because it will stress me out knowing there's a thing in this like collection (laughs) that I can't have and that will really mess with my head and I it kind of puts something in perspective for me where like I ultimately managed to catch one before I went away, and I was like, okay, thank God, I caught one, I don't have to worry about it, it's in my Pokedex. But it made me really aware of, like, how much I I don't like the fact that they are time-limiting these legendaries. I get it in, in practice, you want them to be rare, you want them to be desirable, that people, you know, keep the, the physical meetups going and things like that, but... I felt very similarly for a minute to how I feel about Overwatch loot boxes when they're timed. 
in that exactly, it's this, yeah. if I can't, like, drop everything in my life to get that thing now, I'll never get it, and then I won't have a complete set, and that will stick in my mind. And it, yeah. it feels arm-twisty at that point. Like, yeah. like it, it's exploiting, manipulating you to keep you in the game. Yeah, I like, I, I had moments where I was like, okay, do I, like, not have lunch breaks this week? And, like, rather than eating lunch on my lunch break, I go and try and catch this Pokemon because I'll stress if I don't, not because I actually want to go out for a walk and catch Pokemon. And I don't know how, how I reconcile those thoughts yet, but that's just, like... This is the first time in a year and a half Pokemon Go has made me feel that way. And I need to be aware of that and think about that because I feel like that says something. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem that I'm having when that's time to money, you know? That's, uh, that's the crux of my issue is the fact that games can get that sort of under your skin and, and as we see with these timed events, they just feel so predatory Indeed. again and, like, like and i use that word a lot it's 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 difficult yeah. to use other words and now this is literally one where the only barrier like the barrier was nothing to do with money it was just i don't physically have the time when this game tells me it needs my time and as such i might never be able to do something in this game because i was busy for two weekends and didn't know that i would need to be free one of those yeah, that just kind of really gave me a couple of days of anxiety, and that was really unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. So, ah, uh, video games. Video games. Like, I shouldn't get stressed about Minion, a stupid collectible st- Firebird, but... At least Million Onion Hotel still treats me right. Oh, I did pick that up this week. It's a lot of fun. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, again, like I, I, I want to maybe try and like find some other games that cost a couple bucks and give you good experiences like Million Onion Hotel yeah. because I really want to try and help combat this idea that four bucks for a game that could give you hours and hours of fun is steep yeah. just because it's a phone game I, because yeah. part of that attitude helped lead us down this dark path we're at where so much, so much mobile gaming is trash like pure unfettered trash Mm. yeah like after you mentioned it the other week on the podcast i was in the office uh monday and both keza and rich were playing it and i was like okay there's clearly something to this so i picked it up and yeah it's totally worth the four the four bucks or however much it is in the uk like it's totally worth the small price it was asking yeah i mean i I said I, I I followed the Onion Games account for a long time because uh, Jonathan Jonathan Holmes from Destructoid formerly no no he's still with Destructoid um, is he I don't follow Destructoid I I don't know like, honestly I just, <laughs> I've lost track. I just know him as my friend Jonathan um, well my, no my there's two separate Jonathan people Holmes. there's there's Jonathan Holmes and then there's your friend Jonathan. And there's I know a lot of Jonathans. Yeah, is the problem. Two very distinct, two there. very distinct people. I don't know who works at Destructoid. I don't know who does what. But anyway, the point is, is um, because he likes weird shit. He's he was following Onion Games on Twitter for a while, and so I found it hilarious. This Twitter account that was a, calling itself a game developer. But also cracking on the, and pretending that it was uh, sentient onion that was humming all the time, and then ye- years later, to see Million Onion Hotel is is on phones and is about onions that hum, and it is a great fucking game. Uh, yeah, delightful. So I do highly recommend that, and I I I, I think it's worth the four bucks. Like it may it may seem steep because it's phones, but. Hmm. To me, it it was worth it, and I I spent the money. You know, I I paid it, and I'm very happy with my purchase, yeah. and that's all I can say at the end of the day. I, I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah. Did you did you hint a minute ago that there was another game you'd played this week that you want to talk about? Yeah, but then I couldn't remember if I even brought it up last week. That's how boring it is. Okay. Um, it- I can't remember if I brought up that I played the Animal Crossing mobile game as well. You did, but. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's at the point where I, I can't even be bothered to log in just for a login bonus. I've I, I given up even bothering for edge impressions. Can't be fucked with it. It's just it's just give me Animal Crossing or give me death. That's fair enough. Uh, in that case, is that a good place for us to start trying to wrap up for this week then? I think that's good. Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm happy with that. Oh my! We blasted through what we got. Uh, holidays coming up and whatnot, so that's all fun and games. Um, yes, fuck, it's December. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I'm I'm ready for like mid December to roll around because I get like two weeks off around Christmas, and I'm I'm nice. just gonna do nothing. It's gonna be great. That sounds great. So. In the meantime, where can people find your stuff on the internet? You can find my stuff on the internet at Laura K Buzz pretty much anywhere that has a username. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk, where I have some interesting features coming up this week, so you should go check that site out, because I've got some cool things coming. Well, alrighty. And Gavin... Where can people find out about you and the music, what you do? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, on all of the usual social media. And you can help support my music on Patreon, which if you are a patron, you will be getting my album for free this week when it comes out. Well, fucking A. Mastered by super mastering engineer Richard Dowling. There you go. You did famous singers from the day, so... That's legit. Including um, one that sounds like Jim. Including, well, a bit, yeah. Um, except someone who can sing. And that'll be that for this week. Thank you so much for your support, as always. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for spreading the word about stuff, if you do. If you don't, I mean, th- thanks. But we'll see you next week. <laughs> um, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.